is Stevie Rochelle from Top and Metal Sludge. Hey everybody, this is Pat Torpy from Mr. Big. This is Glenn Hughes, the voice of rock. What's up? This is Dave Rude from Tesla. And you're listening to Music Mania. Music Mania. You are locked and loaded on the Music Mania podcast. Thank you so much, man. I, I love talking about the things that I love, Clint. And for you to allow me to do it with you, uh, I am the Music Mania Podcaster. You the best! You got the best! We roll tonight to the guitar fight. And for those about to rock, I salute you. You ready for some screaming heavy metal? Scream for me, You are now listening to the Music Mania Podcast, brought to you by CD Warehouse in Gladstone, the number one hard rock podcast in the Midwest, featuring hard-hitting interviews with rock's living legends. And now, here's your host, Clint Schweitzer. Todd, I'm doing so great. Thanks so much for calling in this morning. How's everything going, my friend? Everything's going well out here. It's, uh, it's quiet in the hill country of Texas. So you wouldn't know the world's on fire. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, you know, and just looking at all the things you've done, Todd, and, and, and talking to you here, it's, it's speaking of that, it's like, I know you've played live with Spinal Tap before, and you are maybe the only drummer that's ever survived doing so. So congratulations. You're, you're just bucking all the trends all over the place. Well, thanks about that. I, I think there might be three of us that uh, are, are still walking the planet. Uh, it's, it's, it's hard to tell. Mick Fleetwood. That's true. We got Mick Fleetwood still still out there. So, uh, Todd, and, uh, this is... You know, as it's been such a hard time for for musicians and touring being put on hold, Sticks is always such a powerful touring entity, but... The good that's come out of this is I think people are maybe more receptive to new music, which you have provided. Uh, Last Flight Home is tremendous. The video, just uh, check that out. The whole album. Just kind of talk about, this is your first solo album. So kind of take us through this. Why now? How did this come about? And uh, what's the, the reception been like so far? Well, it, it came about really from my old pal J.K. Harrison uh, harassing me for a number of years about what am I going to do my own record with him. And I always blew him off thinking that, you know, gee, you know, hey, it's cute that you think I could do this, but, you know, I, I'm, I'm really a, a drummer. I'm a, a more of a supportive role guy. Um, but he hit me just at the right time, and I was going to have a week in Los Angeles with the with, uh, plenty of free time and i thought hey let's let's get together if not i'll be hanging with my old friend um but we uh we started working and definitely by the second day i, I think we wrote uh, the song last flight home in about a half hour and it's just one of those magical things where it was lightning back and forth and 30 minutes later the song was largely done and i thought oh my goodness i think we have something here um and the fact, I think that I always imagined myself doing some sort of instrumental record or jazz fusion record if anything ever had my name on it. Um, <laughs> and now it's the notion that I was going to be singing um, sensitive material. Uh, that terrified me and excited me at the same time. And I thought, that's, that's what I need to be doing. Not doing the safe bet uh, of just playing a lot of drums. Um, I mean, there is drums on this record, of course, but in different capacity. Um, and the whole thing grew so naturally and organically. I thought I just need to get out of my own way and, and, and see what happens here. And it, and it grew from there. 
Well, one quote that I found, you know, really kind of thought provoking uh, that you said about it is this is this was literally something I always dreamed of doing, but didn't know that I could do. To explain that a little bit. That's that's uh, that's very thought provoking. Well, the the way when you're a little kid and you might think about how it might be fun to be an astronaut or a major league pitcher, uh, but not feeling that you were given the talent to really do that. And uh, you know, I found my talents in other other aspects of music, largely playing the drums. Um, been fortunate to work with great singers my whole life, and it's something that I thought that would be great to be able to do, but I, I felt my voice was just, you know, good enough and, and strong enough to work in a, you know, background vocal capacity. So to actually sing accompanied uh, always felt a little bit like, I'm just going to saunter around the world with no clothes on it. It felt very vulnerable and, and naked. And I was never very comfortable with it for whatever reason. So this was a, an, an incredible learning experience to to grow and maintain the confidence, not only do this, but to be the storyteller of each of these songs. You know, it's one thing to, while singing, you have to sing in tune, you have to sing in time, but you have to emotionally connect with each lyric and string all the lyrics together into the story and, and have it be uh, earnest and believable. And, and that's, that's, not an, that's not an easy feat. Congratulations on this album, Todd. It is tremendous and comes at a great time. Um, so, so talk to us about maybe the best way to, to, to get it, because I know it's on your website, ToddSuckerman.com. Do you still have, are you still doing the, uh, the, the signed LPs? Do you still have LPs out, or is the best way going to be the, the, digital, the digital downloads via the website? Well, it's, uh, it's available on all digital platforms, mm -hmm. um, but the only place to get a hard copy a CD, a signed CD, um, the high-resolution wave downloads, and the 180-gram um, signed LPs is, is at my website. And I think there's only about 14 LPs left. So wow. The, the, the collector's got to move. They have got to move quickly here. Yeah, just just one second. I got to click click a few buttons here. I'll get something into my cart here. Yeah, I'll be right with you. No, I definitely got to get that. That is tremendous. You've been renowned and, and recognized for so many years now. And I mean, when, when Tommy Shaw introduces you on stage, he says the greatest drummer in rock and roll. You've been honored by various magazines as one of the great drummers in rock. 24 years now you've been with Styx. What, just talk about that journey in and of itself. 24 years with Styx, uh, playing alongside guys like, you know, JY, Tommy, and what a legendary outfit. Lawrence Gowan's been on this show. He's tremendous. Just talk about what that journey's been like for you, Todd. Well, you know, it, it's it's something I never could have imagined as a kid growing up because I had all the Sticks records. I saw them live three times as a kid growing up. You know, when I was old, ten, maybe, no, I was, I was maybe eleven and thirteen when I when I saw them. So to end up playing in this band, I mean, who, how could you even conceive of that? Um, you know, it, it's it's one thing when I, I did my first recording session with them where I just sort of went in and went out as a studio drummer, and that was it. But for them to, to, to call me back and, and say, hey, are you, uh, what are you doing this summer? You know, going back, uh, going back to 1996. Uh, you know, that was just something I, I had to jump at the chance to, you know, not only do a full-scale rock tour, but with a band that I, I loved as a kid growing up. So 
Um, the fact that that's continued, the fact that I, I can see what the music means to people night after night, um, you know, in, in the audience, it's something I never take for granted. I mean, you know, those guys sold 30 million plus records before I was ever in the fold. So uh, I, I, I respect the position that I'm in. Um, and there are a bunch of great guys to uh, to travel the world with. So the, the whole thing is, you know, how, how could you possibly author this for oneself, you know? Um, it, it's been a tremendous ride, and, uh, you know, we're halted now in our ride. And, um, you know, I think this might be a little longer than any of us would like, but I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing this ride on the other side of this. Well, and speaking to that, you guys... Um have written a new album. Uh, Tommy was talking about that. He says it's ready to be recorded. So, um, you know, just kind of give us an update on, on, on the album and kind of the writing process and, and where things are with this thing. And maybe given, given the time, does it kind of fast track a recording, the recording process or with all the craziness going on, it's still, still kind of difficult to get kind of everybody together and, and all that sort of thing. Yeah. It's, it's difficult to get together because we all, live in, in different cities, basically. And, uh, you know, had COVID-19 not hit, um, drum tracks would have been done in April. So that would have been in a can, and it would have been up to the other guys to add their toppings. Um, so I know that when the smoke clears, that's going to be one of the first things that gets you is the recording of the drums, and that's part of what I'm doing when I'm practicing in my studio. You know, uh, A, I want to keep shape, and I want to keep sharp. And uh, I always rotate a few of the songs in my, my practice sessions so I can keep sharp on what I, remembering what I wanted to play on the songs. You know, it could be very easy to put those on the back burner and then all of a sudden, oh yeah, okay, so we're going to record next week. You know, everything seems to be kind of cool. Um, and then I, I start thinking, gee, what, what did I want to play here? You know, I, I don't want to have that sensation. So I'm, I'm, I'm keeping sharp with the material and really looking forward to the day that we can safely work on it. Well, of course, touring is on halt for, for every band right now, and it affects people differently, but you guys have been a part of so many high-profile tours since you've joined the band in the last 24 years, but definitely in the last in the last decade or so, seeing you guys out there with bands like Def Leppard, uh, a couple summers ago, you know, you were out there with Joan Jett, and you've been a part of so many high-profile tours, and the band continues to just be this tremendous high powered touring entity. What's that, what's that been like for you? I mean, you guys do what, I mean, around 60, 70 dates a year on average, the last 10 years or so. I mean, what, what, what's, what's that been like here the last 10 years? A lot of high profile tours. It's been tremendous. The band's always out there and you guys are always, you can always count on sticks to be a soundtrack of your summer, you know? Well, you know, we, we, we actually uh, averaged over a hundred, shows a year for many years we just yeah. moved back to about 90-85 in the last year or two um, you know it's very strange that I've spent you know 80 plus days in a row at home I, I haven't spent 80 days <laughs> at home since maybe the early 90s so it, it's very peculiar in that regard uh, and, but in another way it's nice to see my daughter grow up a bit in one shot as opposed to the snapshots that I'm used to where I'll be gone for 18 days, come home for four days, gone for another 10 days, come home for three days. You know, uh, it, my wife and I uh, are homebodies by nature, so we're, we're acclimating to this pretty well. Um, but, you know, I, I still miss 
traveling and playing and touring. I miss my road family and I miss the, the guys in the band and the crew. And uh, we we do Zoom calls with with each other, band and crew, about every two weeks, just just to kind of catch up and, and and connect and touch base. So that's that's been nice. I'm actually doing that in about a half hour. Um, we're all getting together on uh, on Zoom. So. Um, we, we just have to ride this out, and we, we have to do what is safe for not only us, our crew, the local crews, and anyone that would attend the show. You know, So that's, that's, that, that's where we're at. Well, we talked about, of course, um, your journey with Styx here. Um, I, just can you go into some of the, the artists that you've been able to work with and kind of how that's helped shape you and, and your style and just your you know, personality as a drummer? Oh, I mean, working with someone like Brian, who, you know, has written, you know, uh, he created the California dream. I mean, he changed the face of 20th century music. So to work with a legend like that is uh, is always incredible. I, I think I played on about five of his records in his first ever solo tour. You know, he he hears everything. And, I, you know, there could be 10 people singing and he'll point to someone and be like, you're a little flat. He hears everything. And in the studio, he's made some very peculiar suggestions uh, and quests out of me that I initially think that's, I, would, I wouldn't think to do that in a thousand lifetimes of being a studio musician. And then I would do what he asks, and wouldn't you know it, that would become a moment in the song. Um, and he's done it multiple times. And every time I think, you know, why, why would you doubt, doubt him for a second? It just, it's, it hit me as, as peculiar and unorthodox, but he does paint and sculpt very unique things. Um, it's always, it's always a good time working with Brian and, uh, it's, it's been a whole bunch of years. I, I, I miss him. I haven't, I haven't seen him in a, in a few years now, but, um, you know, you, you work with, with someone who, had such an impact on songwriting. I mean, I, I know that there's 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 bits and pieces of that 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 seeped over to my own record, especially on a track like "Do You Know Me." Um, so having that sensibility, and then my wife Taylor Mills being in Brian's band for twelve years, uh, you know, that's just been in, in my orbit and lexicon for you know for well, geez, since I, I had my first Beach Boys record when I was about five years old. <laughs> so I guess it's, I guess it's been a lifetime. It certainly has, uh, Todd. I'll tell you what. Uh, before we let you go, we got to get uh, get through our signature final four drum roll, which is four quick questions, and you give us whatever comes to mind, uh, quick hitting, whatever whatever is on your mind. You give us that answer. Okay. Okay. Uh, you mentioned being a homebody, and uh, during the pandemic, of course, the people getting to dial in on some uh, some Netflix shows. What are some uh, some shows that you've been able to to binge watch during the pandemic? Uh, Ozark, Afterlife. Um, we just finished the morning show, which I never heard anyone talk about. It, it was real excellent. Um, what else? Those are the first three that came to mind. Uh, I'm I live about two and a half hours from from the actual Lake of the Ozarks here in Missouri, so uh, it's been interesting to see that that show take off and kind of people's perceptions of the <laughs> the type of people that live there. <laughs> There's even a bar there called Marty Birds down there, and uh, even though they film most of the show in Georgia, but. Great stuff there. Um, what was the first album that you remember buying with your own money? And maybe it was the Beach Boys album that you just mentioned. <laughs> oh, boy. You know, I, I, I don't remember because we always had so many records between my, my, my parents' collection and uh, my, my two older brothers. 
I don't remember the experience of going to the store and, and, and picking something out. I, I'm sorry, I can't answer that. That is a, le- a that's a, le- a oh, it's a legit answer from you. You grew up in a very musical family, so <laughs> absolutely. No, 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 I, I didn't have that decision of like I've got right. five dollars, gonna buy that thing. We just records were always coming into the house, and I, and I, I don't remember uh, attaching any importance to the first time that I, I did. I'm sure there was a first time. I just don't remember it because I was in there with my whole family buying other things. You know? uh, understandable, of course. Um, well, you know, you when you do a project uh, like Last Flight Home, it's your first, it's your first solo record. Um, I know you get married to the to the material, and sometimes it's hard to take a step back and kind of look at it objectively. But now that that record's been out uh, for for a little while, what did, currently is your favorite track on Last Flight Home? Well, again, I got to give you a lame answer. It's it's when you when you make a record, it, it becomes this living organism, and then you know one song will move front and center for a little bit, and then it will kind of morph back into the blob, and then another will stick out. So that's kind of how how it is. I, I couldn't possibly single out one that is my favorite or one that I go to because it it rotates like living organism or a virus. <laughs> oh, no pun intended, of course. Uh, <laughs> um, what uh, obviously we're going to get back to touring at some point. It's going to happen, uh, but in some horrendous fictional world where say that did not take place. What would have been the last concert you attended as a fan? Last concert I attended as a fan? Uh, I would say, I, boy, they were right, right around the same time. Um, I think it was Jeff Beck here in October. Oh, uh, tremendous. In, uh, in, in Austin. Yeah, that's great. Uh, Austin, just flat out one of my favorite cities in the U.S. I just am a huge fan. I... I've been down there, you know, I cover college football, so I've been down there covering the Texas Longhorns and just a couple blocks away, you have 6th Street, you have every cultural mechanism known to man, uh, every, it's just tremendous. Austin, uh, vastly underrated, so I uh, love coming down there. Uh, Todd, I tell you what, yeah. it has just been a tremendous honor uh, to have you on the Music Mania podcast here. Um, everybody, definitely go to the website, toddsukerman.com. You can get the album, get one of those last 14 remaining LPs because uh, those aren't going to last long, guys. So uh, the album's tremendous. Thank you so much for being a, a part of uh, the show here, Todd. Man, can't thank you enough, my friend. Thanks, thanks for having me, Clint. I appreciate it. You stay safe and have a good time. You too, my friend. Thank you. Cheers, brother.